question. If I die to my apartment like a rat in a cage, would the neighbors smell the corpse before the cat eat my face? I used to floss the albatross like daddy came with the chain. I'm trying to jettison the ballast with the hazardous waste. The kid is comfortably numb, routine a tedious crutch. Steep in a self-imposed Stockholm and Lima in flux. Maybe an occupation popular with demons and ducks. Made any mingling akin to being seasoned and stuffed. What's up, Joes? And welcome to episode 92 of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan back with you and joining me tonight once again, our brother from another podcast, Mr. Rafael Chaidez. What's up, man? Hey, yo, what's going on, Chico? It's the Full Heel Podcast. F H P. Welcome back, bro. How you doing, man? Pretty good, dude. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining me, man. Ryan, uh, Ryan's got a sick kiddo, so give him another. Yeah, needed to fill in so of course i i I threw up the bat signal yep yep and i'm here dude no no problem but yeah no it's getting colder in canada i bet it's colder there and then yeah it's you and then it comes to chicago so it's getting cold here it was windy as fuck today yeah when i listen to you guys when i listen to you talk about the lake uh lakefront effect i'm like haha i kind of get it i'm I'm not that far off the lake yeah you guys get you guys get some nasty shit because like I mean, you guys got bad wind anyway, and then you get lake effect snow going with that shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know what lake effect's like here, and I've seen some of the storm belts that miss us and go further south and hit you guys. So, yeah, bro, you, 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 I get it. I get you. Yeah, dude, from, well, just being close to the lake and then going a little bit away, you, it's noticeably different, uh, degree, degree wise. Oh, for it's sure. It's colder. I'm, so much colder. I'm getting my last. These are like my last couple road trips I got coming up, and then I'm I'm done for fucking snow season. Like I don't I don't travel mm-hmm. if I don't have to. Like especially like any time from when the snow starts to melt, and I don't have to worry about only having to drive 20 miles an hour until it starts to get close to December. Like I will go to Detroit at the drop of a fucking dime. Like oh yeah, there's a concert. All right, let's go. If I got the money and I don't have to take time off of work or whatever, like let's go. Or if it's something I really want to go see, fuck it, let's go. Now, nah, like mm-hmm. I got this trip to Ohio coming up tomorrow. Driving to go see my grandma and my uncle in Cleveland for a day and a half, and then coming back. And then obviously we got the big trip over to Detroit next week for UFC 218. Holy shit, dude! It's, fuck. Al- it's already yeah, bro. That fuck cl- yeah. I didn't. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think it was that close for you. I'm going to spark up to that note. Fuck yeah, dude. It just sucks that they had to throw in Aldo, but you know. I know, dude. I'm mad bummed about that. Like, I I honestly, personally would have been happier with Cub. Just -hmm. because I want to see Cub fight. It's going to be cool to get to say that I saw Jose Aldo fight. But it's not the fight I want to see. Like, I I already saw that fight once. It kind of sucks that you don't get to see him in his full prime. Right. like, Like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm not. Even, I wouldn't even have got to see Frankie in his full prime, but I was just yeah. stoked as fuck to get to watch Frankie Edgar fight live. Oh yeah, dude, I would, I would too. He's a fucking legend. I mean, the card's still <clears throat> mad stacked. Yeah, you still got Engano over Reem. That one's gonna be a fucking. I still get Cejudo Pettis, which I'm uh, really, dude. I have been wanting that fight for months and months since before, since back when it was announced back in the summer when like. Dave was still on the show and shit. Alvarez and Gaethje. Oh, God. <laughs> my God. Blake and I talked about that. I'm mad excited yeah. that I get to see 
fucking Justin Gaethje fight. And Eddie yeah, Alvarez, oh, man. I, you guys were talking about him fighting the, Nick the Newell. dude, right? Yeah, Nick Newell, yeah. the one-arm guy. One-and-a-half-arm guy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, back mm-hmm. in World Series. Dude, that guy's a beast, though, for having one-and-a-half arms. I bet he dude, took Nick, me out. Nick Newell's a, he's a bad motherfucker. But, you know, like like we were saying, you go into the club afterwards and shit, motherfucking casuals don't know nothing about Nick Newell, and they're like, yo, what happened, man? How how tough's your dude you fought? And, well, you know, he's got he's got one-and-a-half one arms. But but he's dangerous as fuck, yo. Like, you ain't getting... You ain't getting no pussy off of a winning a fucking one and a half run, man. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. So 18 and 0, Gaethje. Do you think he goes 19 and 0? Oh, man. Uh, I think he can beat Eddie. I think he can beat Eddie. They're both tough guys, dude. They both can take a shot. It's going to be an incredible fight. They are both tough guys. Very. Because we've seen Eddie countless times get rocked. Here's the thing. Oh, sit down and get back up. Like, Connor. Yeah, I mean, Eddie can take a punch. He's shown that. Mm-hmm. But, man. Trevor Whitman, bro. Hmm. Trevor Whitman. I mean, yeah. Mark Henry. Trevor Whitman was training Rose, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's been working with Justin for a long time. And I, I think Gaethje's capable of capitalizing on after he stuns him. And that, that's going to be the determining factor, I think, if he can if he can capitalize him after he gets him stunned. If he lets Eddie recover, for some reason, Eddie becomes fucking more dangerous when he gets hurt. And he starts using, like, he starts fighting smart. I don't know. Except against Connor. Yeah, well, like, well, well Connor's... That example of he knows when to capital that motherfucker knows when to when when, when to go for the kill. He I mean, sees you the blood can watch. Water. You can watch fights and pick up things to to. I mean, besides the Connor fight, you can watch the Michael Chandler fights too, and and pick up things to 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 beat Eddie with. So mm-hmm. Eddie's definitely not unbeatable. I mean, Cowboy did it. Yeah. Justin's just. I, I think I, I think eventually, obviously that that. Taking constant shots to d- deliver shots is going to catch up with Justin Gagey. He's going to get knocked out eventually. Yeah. Is it this fight, though? I don't that's think it's this fight. Yeah. I don't think it's this fight. That, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, I think I think he could withstand the barrage that he's going to try to come at him with. I think Edward's been in too many wars. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Kind of have to agree with that. And I like Eddie, but... I mean, Dustin Poirier was putting it on Eddie at one point mm-hmm. in that fight. So, but, yeah, I'm excited to get to see Eddie. Who else is on there? Felice Herrig? I'm... Felice Herrig's on here? I, I'm excited for Charles uh, Charles Oliveira, Paul Felder. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I like Paul Felder in the booth, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate on him, but... I think Paul Felder's been doing a good job. I, I don't care. I, I like him, and the thing is, people got to give him a chance. He's a fighter turning into a commentator. Right. And I think it's, he's insightful. He does a good yeah, job. Yeah, oh, dude, it, it, it's very insightful. Let let him let him get comfortable. A lot of these guys want to criticize him on day two of him fucking doing the job and on the big show. Wait till he fucking gets comfortable and he can articulate what he's saying it, look, I've gone through it in podcasting. I've gotten better at it just doing it. Right. And give him a chance. He's going to get better at doing it, and he's actually in there fighting. That's a whole other perspective that Dominic Cruz brings, DC brings, and now Paul Felder's going to be able to bring it if 
and when he gets better, in my opinion. I th- I still think he is doing a good job. I think he's better than, you know, like, uh, oh, God, what's that fucker they brought in from the – who's the dude they brought in from the WWF or WWE um, that's been calling fights lately? Not John Anik, the other motherfucker. Um, oh, Todd Grisham? Grisham, yeah. Grisham sucks dick. Yeah, well, that's what WWE – Got him out of there. It's terrible. Oh, my God. I forgot Angela Magana is on this fucking card. <laughs> Against uh, Amanda Bobby Cooper. Bro, I will, I'm will. i so going to be 615, man. I'll be at that arena before those fights even start. Uh, dude, I'm not going to miss a single fight. I'll be one of the few people in the arena on Fight Pass at 615. I'll put money on that. Fuck yeah, dude. I will not miss, dude. I, I, I didn't pay that much money to miss a fucking fight. Mm-mm. Fuck that shit. I, yeah, I skipped the Friendsgiving to watch the fight card this weekend. I told them, hey, dude, you put Friendsgiving on a Saturday. That's your fault. And it wasn't even a big card. It wasn't even a big card, and I still did it. I missed the fights. That's why we're not going to talk about them really, because I didn't watch them. Mm-hmm. I was, I went to a football game. I went yeah. to go watch my Spartans. I haven't been to a college football game in a really long time. And I hey, got... dude, this is like the eighth week in a row of MMA. You got to take a break sometime. Fuck yeah, dude. I just, I needed a, I needed a change. So me and my buddies went to fucking Lansing and went and sat out in the cold and watched our Spartans play and shit. I had a yeah. good time. It was fun. I, I should have taken a break off. I should have taken the week off, too, but I did well, I'm gonna I didn't miss... want to go to that Friendsgiving. I'll probably miss this week's card, too. Because mm-hmm. it's at 7 well, o'clock in the fucking morning, and I yeah, have to work Saturday. Early, yeah, this one's an early one. I might get up late and watch it. I'll just avoid Twitter and uh, Facebook. I'll just throw on uh, UFC when I wake up. Yeah, if I get home early enough. I mean, it's all fight pass, so. Yeah, you can just throw it on whenever you want. I mean, really. Well, the, if, if you avoid yeah. social media. The only fight I really care about watching is, is the main event. Yeah, that's the only one that has... Uh, like well, people that we know. Right. The other guys I've seen, we've seen fight, but there's not a lot of investment in them. We haven't seen them fight a lot. So. Oh yeah, damn man. Damn, I'm still looking over UFC 218. <laughs> oh, dude, 218 with the loss of uh, this guy. It's still a good card. It's still, still a pay per view. They still have Ally Quinta listed. <laughs> He's not fighting. I thought he got hurt. Or no, it was Paul. It was his fight. That's right. It was his opponent that Paul Felder was stepping in for. That's right. Mm. That's right. Jakar Close. Oh, Michelle Waterson's on there too, dude. Yeah, Michelle Waterson and, and Tisha are kicking off yep. the main event. Or main cards. Fucking Jakar Close, the dude that beat Margie Casey. Yancy Medeiros. No, it's still like you're still gonna. Get to see a good card. Oh, dude, it's it's definitely worth what I paid. I mean, I ain't upset about it. Mm-hmm. And you got you were saying you got the mid level seats, perfect. Yeah. Perfect angle to watch them at. Yep. Then I didn't spend that much. I mean, a hundred and a little over a hundred and fifty each. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Mm-mm. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. They did Detroit right. They gave us a good card. On paper, there should be a lot of really exciting fights. Like Tamer and Close is going to be. A fucking war. Those, that's two dudes that like to just throw. Medeiros and Oliveira will be a good fight too. Obviously, I like I Quinta and Felder. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fucking wars, man. 
I'm excited. I'm so stoked. I've never been to a fucking UFC, so this is super exciting. I've said it on here before. I'm jealous just because Chicago hasn't really had a good one. Nah, I mean, I don't know. I would have been cool with that TJ, with that, uh, that TJ title title defense against Burrell, the second fight when he beat the piss out of Burrell. Yeah, he beat the shit out of him. I had a couple buddies that um, live in Kalamazoo that bought tickets and and went to that in Chicago, and I was mad jealous of that. And a couple of my friends went the last time the UFC was at the Palace. Mm. Hey, um, so I did uh, I did the Montreal Screwjob with Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Argy. Talk about I want to get your shit. take on it. Yeah, I want to get your take on it. Um, since you you're not a Canadian, who are you? Who 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 whose side were you on, Brett or? I definitely Ryan was going to be on Brett's side, 100. percent Oh, I'm a I was a Hitman fan, dude. Hitman fan. Yeah. Over over the Heartbreak Kid. I liked Sean. See, <laughs> when I was a little kid, when I first got into wrestling, Sean was still in the Rockers. Okay. I liked the Rockers. I saw the barbershop incident on fucking Sunday TV and shit when it like when it went down, you know what I mean? So Yeah. That kind of tore me up and I didn't like Damn. Sean for a long time. And you chose sides. I did I drew a line in the sand. Like when he was with <laughs> Sherry Martell and shit, like nah bro, I wasn't fucking with Sean. But I was a little yeah. kid too, you know, most of the time you just you like the good guy. But I liked Bret Hart. Mm. See like I respected Sean as a worker. And then like with DX and stuff, I became more of a fan, but I was, if it came, when it came down to choosing between almost anybody and Bret Hart, Bret Hart was one of my favorite wrestlers of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, dude. Bret Hart's a legend. Yeah. For me, it was around the era where, where I got to see Sean, it was, uh, Sean and Diesel. Right. Where he was, he was bodyguarding, or, uh, Diesel was bodyguarding for, for Shawn Michaels, I, I forget. I saw their tag team name. It was something ridiculous. I forget what it is, but they had like a ridiculous tag team name. But I actually have their figures. Uh, my boy Jesus gave them to me for my birthday. He gave me a nice. two pack of battle pack nice, of uh, dude. Old, old Shawn with the red, with the red and white hearts on his uh, on his pants, and then the Diesel Kevin that's, Nash. That's fucking cool, dude. That, that's the that's that's the Shawn I remember. So I kind of remember him as a cool heel already. Fucking getting titles outside of the singles. And then I, I've gone back and seen them with the Rockers. And then I found out about the new Rockers. And I was like, what the fuck? With Al Snow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was horrible. That was so yeah. terrible. It but, was uh, Vince trying to keep the gimmicks alive. Trying to help trying out. To, and trying to help out Marty Jannetty. Because Marty Jannetty was desperate for money. Dude, I heard Marty Jannetty should have had the better career. It's just he was... Uh, alcoholic? I'm not sure. He, he yeah. had a substance abuse. He likes pills, too. He likes pills. Yeah, yeah I, I heard he was the more talented of the two, wrestling-wise. Back in at, at a time, yeah. And Sean, Sean's always had, like, a, an attitude problem and shit. And it's kind of what... Because the Rockers had a run at one point in the early days in the WWE when they left the AWA. Because they they blew up in in Minnesota, and then joined up the WWE got them. They got Sean's mouth got them fired, and then they got their job back and shit because of Marty. But yeah, no, I took that. I took the Rockers split personally because I really liked the Rockers at the time. I've always been a big fan of the tag teams, man. 
I liked a good tag team. Yeah, me and uh, me and Ryan got to go over the tag teams a little bit. I was a big Headbangers fan. I don't know why. I don't wear skirts now, but you know, <laughs> they came out in their kilts and they were, you know, they were punk guys. I don't know. I thought they were cool. They were different. I, I don't know, maybe that's what it was. I guess I don't know. It, it's partially, I think, because of some of the eras that we grew up in and shit too. Because now, you know, that nobody they don't really focus on the tag team divisions. It's just kind of whatever. But I mean, between the old WWF and WCW and shit. Like the eras I was watching, were a fuck ton of of good tag teams, and talented tag teams. Talent, yeah, talented tag teams too. Like, um, fuck, I'm drawing blanks. Obviously, you had like the Road Warriors and Legions of Doom, which were one of my favorite tag teams of all time. What a rush! Like, I I fucking loved Hawk and Animal, mm-hmm. and then the Steiners. Dude, I love the Steiners. Yeah, dude. me too, dude. Rick, Rick and Scott Steiner were amazing as a tag team. One of my favorite moves that's underutilized, I think it's because it's so dangerous nowadays, is the Steiner screwdriver. Yeah. It's almost like he, he's got him out for a suplex, and he just drops him straight down in between his legs. He spikes him down on their head, and I think it became too dangerous. Well, and, like, Scott Steiner is the first person I ever remember doing a hurricane. The first time I ever saw a hurricane rana. What Scott Steiner? Yeah, bro. He used to do that. It was the. Um, oh I don't think God. I've seen him do it. It was the Steiner, because everything was the, there was like the Steiner line, which was like there, when he would put them up on their shoulders, and Rick would do the bulldog off of the um, off of the top rope. Mm-hmm. But, um, was it the Frankensteiner? Might have been called the Frankensteiner or something like that, but it was yeah, dude. Back back when they were in the WWE in the in the early nineties, before they went to WCW, and then the team split up and Scott became Big Papa Pump and shit. That like, that started to cut you off. That's one of the tag teams that a lot of people do not talk about how great they were because they went from so many different organizations and won the titles, but then Scott kind of had his success a little bit. He he did become WWE champion. I think WC's. WCW champion as well. Say, I don't think. Did he? Oh yeah, he did. Probably later on in his second run back in the or back in the company as a singles wrestler and shit. But yeah, not back, as, well, yeah, no. When when he came back as Big Papa Pump, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, won. yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah, I remember him feuding with Triple H, and I'm almost sure he beat Triple H. I know he beat him in an arm wrestling match, which was weird. Because uh, he won titles in TNA and shit too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I kind of I never watched TNA that much, so yeah. I I, I got I, into. I needed, TNA a little bit when they got on when WWE left to go back to USA and they were on Spike because I watched obviously Ultimate Fighter and UFC and shit and then TNA would come on and the X Division was cool AJ Styles shit like that like that whole X Division that they fucking plucked out of what I found out to be what they plucked out of Ring of Honor mm-hmm. was pretty tight back in the day like that x division was sweet and then they just started getting old wwe cast offs when wcw closed well dude those those are the ones that are popular right now you got uh aj styles fucking wwe champion yeah aj styles came in way too late samoa joe was Mm -hmm. in there back in the day christopher joe's getting his he should be getting his push anytime soon he should have a, a universal championship or the wwe championship if he ever goes to smackdown Vince but, always slept on him because of his fucking mm-hmm. physical form. Because Vince he, is in love with Giants. Yeah, he's but in love with Joe's the muscular a, Giants. Joe was a good worker, man. Like, I remember Joe. 
I wish I would have saw more of Joe when he was in Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor taking on like Punk and stuff. Yeah, but um, dude, my teenage, my friend that, Jesus, that, he he fucking every time I hang out with him, he tells me the same story. And I, I never set him up. It's the same story of him meeting fucking <laughs> Samoa Joe when he was at. Uh, he's got like a signed figure of his when he used to do the Ring of Honor shows. Mm-hmm. He went to a restaurant right after or a bar or something. And Samoa Joe was eating and he went to go. He went to go get his autograph, and I think he said he got Sami Zayn's blood on him, too. I don't know if it was at the same show, but he's gotten Sami Zayn's blood on him. So he's always telling me those stories whenever they come up. Nice. Which is hilarious. But my brother's got the... He tops them all, dude. He tops them all. We used to go to this, like, um, local circuit. It was Windy City Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I've heard of Windy City uh, probably from Colt. Mm-hmm. Okay. From so, listening to Colt talk about... Because I think he still works it as an indie. Okay. So, yeah, this is definitely... We used to be in, like, uh, auditoriums and shit. Yeah, yeah. But... Herman Puck started to, there, I think. Mm-hmm. It was in Indiana, I remember this show. But uh, RVD was going to be a special guest. So, RVD, after the match, goes out into, like, the... I don't know, the waiting area or whatever it was. I don't even know what it was. But everyone's patting him, everyone's patting him. And then my brother goes to pat him on the back. And my cousin smacks his hand down and my brother gets to pat... Um, RVD on the ass, so we make fun of him. <laughs> we make fun of him to this day. <laughs> he copped a feel on RVD. Yeah, RVD's a Michigan boy. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, he's from uh, from Battle Creek originally. Uh, so Sabu, Sabu, well, not from Battle Creek, but Sabu's from Michigan. He might Dude, be I've from Battle some, Creek. I've seen some ridiculous matches with Sabu. Well, because like the the Sheik. Ran a territory in Detroit. Okay. And then, so obviously Sabu, being uh, his nephew, he was trained mm-hmm. by him and then helped train RVD and shit like that. But yeah, yeah, RVD's from, from the west side of the state. Nice, some history. Yeah, boy. That's about Take all I name. got. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, so you were a Bret Hart guy. I was um, a Bret Hart guy. Back to the screw job. Yeah. What what's your whole take on the screw job? I mean like, what first of all, who screwed Brett? Did you know like the the infamous the infamous crap did Brett yeah. did Vince screw Brett or did Brett screw Brett? Yeah. I think Vince screwed Brett. I I, I think Vince kinda totally fucked things. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think this could be fake, man. There's no way. Like, uh, they they have footage of Vince McMahon walking out stumbling, looking all fucked up. Oh, after Brett punched him in the fucking yeah, face. After, yeah, have you yeah. you watched that documentary? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling after, with Shadows yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. that fucking thing like five times, dude. It's a yeah, great fucking, documentary. Vince comes out like stumbling with his hair all fucked up after after seeing uh, after seeing Brett in the locker room. And Brett asking Sean, were you in on it? And Sean's like, fuck no. Even though he was. Even though he lied his ass off, yeah. Yeah, he lied his ass off. But I think he had to. Well, no, I don't think he had to. There was another... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say there's another good docuseries, too, that that WWE Films did. That that Rivalries, I think it was called, with Brett and Sean. Where it goes through, like, later, after they've fucking, you know older and shit and Brett and everybody made up like they went and did that where they just went through and talked about everything I don't know if you've ever watched it. I'm pretty sure it's on the network 
I should, I should check it out. It's really fucking good. Highly yeah, recommended. Because that it's it's so complicated for people that wouldn't know, man, because Brett couldn't leave with that title, man. Like that that would have been the downfall of that company. I don't know how they would have recovered both their women and their and their fucking world heavyweight champion would have switched organizations. With yeah, the but belts. the women's title nobody gave a fuck about anyway. That was just no. Bischoff yeah. trying to use something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like I can see both sides of it. Like I understand Vince's side, obviously. But I get Brett's side, too, and the respect thing and everything. Because he was the company guy. He yeah. fucking carried that goddamn company for so long between Hogan and the goddamn Attitude Era explosion. Like, that was a lot of prime WWF for me. Yeah. A lot of it. And then, like, it was just before the Attitude Era was when my parents canceled cable. And we didn't get USA anymore, but I still had TBS and TNT. <clears throat> so that's how I became such a uh, WCW hardcore fan and shit. I went over because the Razor and Diesel. I, I well, I that too. I, I mean that yeah. that that helped too. But I was already watching mm-hmm. when that shit happened, so I was already there because it yeah. was all I had. No, I went I went over with them. Like my cousins, like, hey, these guys are going to WCW. And then the game came along too, and I'm like, "Which ones are they? Which ones are they?" He's like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. There they are. Boom. But that was, yeah, that explosion of the attitude. I, I, I kind of went to WCW because of that. Might have followed because of Hogan or Macho Man, even though I loved them. But like, it wasn't something I wanted to. They were, they were out of their prime, pretty much. See, well, not, like... not, not according to them. <laughs> no, no, not according to them. Of course not. Of course not. But like, dude, I started watching WCW. Back when fucking Goldust was still wrestling in WCW, tagging with his dad as Dustin Reynolds. It's, yeah, dude. Um, I remember you... stunning Steve Austin and the Hollywood, <laughs> the motherfucking Hollywood blondes, bro. Him and Brian Pillman. You want to talk mm-hmm. about a great fucking tag team? Dude, the fucking Hollywood blondes. Those two were a great fucking tag team. I, I need to go check that tag team out, the Hollywood Bonds, because I know Brian Pillman. I've seen his work. Like, I've seen him wrestle, and, like, he's highly talked about. And Yeah, man. You know, Stone Cold. Suicide, with... everyone, everyone's sad about that shit. Yeah. Stone Cold with long blonde hair. Yeah. Like, he, it's funny. I was listening to the the Austin podcast. He's, I think he sells stuff for men, and they talk about hair. And he's like, when I used to have uh, golden locks, it's stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> Yeah, dude. But a lot of people don't don't know him as that. No, they didn't. No, if you didn't watch, if you didn't watch WCW at that time, like I, I went back and I watched uh, 1987 War Games. Okay. And uh, because they had War Games this weekend, which was epic, dude. They had a fucking badass pay per view up and down NXT. They always they always. They always put on. I don't know how they do it. It's good storytelling. They know how to put on their matches. There were some. Yeah, I've heard really good things about NXT. I have. I have everybody like that I know that watches wrestling and has complimented and told me I should watch NXT. I just. I don't know. I just don't watch so, wrestling anymore. I don't even watch ICW, which was like the yeah. only organization I really liked. So Dusty Rhodes is a big part of NXT. Well, he was a big part of NXT before he passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he helped develop a lot of uh, characters in there, a lot of people's gimmicks. He helped them with, 
with their shit. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away, and so he's the creator of the first ever War Games match, so I decided yep. to go back and watch it, and I, I forget exactly who it was, but it was the Four Horsemen, Dusty Rhodes. Sting um, probably was in there somewhere. Not not in the first one. Not I forget. in the first it was, one? It, it, was, it was some other two guys. It was a five-on-five. Five. It was the Legion of Doom. Oh, the no. road, yeah, the Road Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. yeah, I remember yeah. that match because that was somebody. Oh God, who was it? Zeus. Zeus showed up in the main event. wasn't Wasn't it that one? Or was that eighty eight? That might have been eighty eight. This one, I, like, it was two other two other guys. Like, they, I think they were managers. They were really old guys. One of the guys quit, but I went back and I saw that one. It was really grainy footage. Like, they they don't have that shit on the network because NWA. Is, uh, well, it's owned by Billy Corgan. Right. And he hasn't done anything with it. So I can go watch old WCW stuff on the network. Right. But I but I have to find NWA stuff because oh, I, don't know how, I don't know how that worked. Like, it was, how, how, it was, how do they not own that? Because it was, I think it was pre, um, when WC, pre WCW operating as a, a separate entity. Not entity. I don't remember how it all worked out, but yeah, it was pre. It was pre WCW just being WCW when it wasn't just NWA, and they weren't the NWA champions and stuff before they became the WCW champions. Yeah, I don't know. How, I need. I need to actually go back and figure that out. I'm going to do that just because I. I, I need. I need to know what, how that happened because. Have you ever watched so, the history of the history of WCW? The documentary that's on the network no i haven't i haven't seen that one it's not as good or maybe it's the rise and fall of wcw yeah it's the rise and fall of w not as good as the rise, I've and, seen fall the rise of, and fall not as good as the rise and fall of of ecw but still a pretty good doc mm-hmm. where it talks about you know all through the nwa period until crockett be, let it become a separate because like it was operating for a while as like different different territories that just bounced back and forth like dusty had florida um but it was all part of jim crockett promotions which okay, so eventually they... became wcw mm. but it was all operating in the nwa like rick flair was the nwa world champion so he would still go to different nwa territories and defend the belt but mostly his home territory was the carolinas and you know georgia and and florida the the Crockett territories that eventually Ted Turner bought because Ted Turner wanted to get in the wrestling business. Yeah, so once he bought it, that's when it became WCW. That's when right? it became WCW. Yeah. What I want to know is why don't they have the history of the NWA? I wonder is it because once at that point it became WCW, they're like, all right, you don't own any of this stuff, but from here on out. Yeah, because he didn't own the back rights and never mm-hmm. got the back rights at the time or whatever, and then the NWA died and then was resurrected so, again so they continued as their own thing still the nwa after, yeah after oh that's crazy yeah it basically it basically didn't exist anymore like it still operated because like ecw was an nwa uh territory at first like it was the nwa championship that uh shane douglas tossed down the night when he declared himself the ECW World Heavyweight Champion and basically said the NWA was dead, RIP. Mm. I need to go back and watch all this shit. 
And I'm, and I'm going to like uh, I was telling Ryan, this is helping me get my timeline all in order, even mine, because like, a lot of this shit happened before I was even watching wrestling, like, or before I can remember watch watching wrestling. You'll there's basically if you're gonna start with ECW, like early early ECW that they have on the network that starts is shit. Like that's still Eastern NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling. That was before mm-hmm. Paul got in there, or when Paul kind of got in there. But, like, when it became ECW from the moment I was just talking about with Shane Douglas, it's a match between, it's the a tournament final for the NWA Heavyweight Championship between Shane Douglas and Two Cold Scorpio. Great fucking match, by the way. And then Shane wins the match and is given this fucking shoot in the ring about, you know, about winning the title and finally getting a championship and all this stuff. And then um, it goes off about Ric Flair and, like, shoots on the NWA and then throws the title down, talks about, yeah, like I said, talks about how he's not the champion of a company that died RIP X amount of years ago. I can't remember the whole speech. It's been a while since I've watched it. But then, like I said, declares himself the new ECW heavyweight champion. And then from then on out is when, like, it started becoming ECW, like the Public Enemy debuted. And then, you know, the Sandman, eventually Raven. Like, Tommy Dreamer, when Tommy Dreamer first came out, he was he was supposed to be a babyface, but the crowd fucking hated him. He was in, like, <laughs> he was in, like, a bow tie and suspenders and shit. And it wasn't until he had a match with the Sandman, and the Sandman came the ever-living fuck out of him like tommy just took it and was like thank you sir may i have another like his back's all fucked up and he just kept taking these cane shots and like the crowd just fucking turned and immediately started to love tommy how how many years was ecw around because i don't remember too much about it but i remember like balls (laughs) mahoney um 95 well like from where I was talking about the timeline, like ninety, late ninety four, ninety five, something like that, ninety five to the early two thousands, because it had finally gotten like a legit TV deal on. It was the Nat, the Nashville Network originally. Then it became the National Network, and then eventually that became Spike. But this was before Spike. It was before the UFC. It was basically they got booted out for the WWE. But ECW had a t- national TV deal, but by then, like, a lot of the original roster was either had already gone on to either WCW or WWE and like, everything like that. Like, it was uh, Tommy was like one of the only ones left, you know, Sandman maybe, because like everybody else was gone. A lot of the, the good quality Sabu. I think was gone. Rob Van Dam was gone to Yeah, Rob Van Dam came into WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So They took him right away. It was like the whole the whole TNN thing was pretty bad. It was it basically was the nail in the coffin for the company, but I don't know. I thought it was something different. It was definitely different from the time for sure. Like when I discovered it in the early nineties or mid nineties, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, when I found it at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning on some fucking TV station out of Detroit. 
that I stumbled on on accident. But I loved ECW. It was good shit. Dude, you know what I heard about Brett? I heard they wanted him to be the third guy. What do you think about that one? In the NWO? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being talked about. I don't know. I don't think it would have ever gone over as well <clears throat> with Brett being the third guy as yeah. Hogan. It it wasn't because I, Brett, I think... Brett had already played a heel part mm-hmm. multiple times. I mean, Brett was a, a heel. You know, the, the Hart Foundation was a heel team originally in the WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Brett became, as a singles wrestler, became a babyface and then a fan favorite. But then even at, even towards the end, he was, when they were doing the anti-American shit and stuff like that, like, he was a hero in Canada, but kind of hated in the in here because the USA, you know, USA, USA, and behind Sean and, <laughs> and all that shit. But, so Brett, I mean, it wasn't as crucial of a turn as, as Hogan. Like, Hogan yeah. hadn't been a villain since early in, in his days. In the WWE, maybe even I don't even know if he was a if he was a fucking bad guy in the WWF when he first came. I know he was in the AWA originally, but you know him, I, I, him turning and being the third guy. Hogan was perfect. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think could, Brett could have worked as well. It it could have worked. I just like Hogan's perfect. Like he like you said, they hadn't seen a heel run from Hogan, at least a memorable heel run. I don't think yeah. Brett could have been that third guy, which eventually kind of became the leader spot because his personality doesn't outshine and his character and shit doesn't go up above what already comes from Hall and Nash to set them apart, to, to show the leadership. Like everybody else in the Hart Foundation, you know, Brett kind of whatever. I mean, Bulldog didn't really have it personality and character he just beat the shit out of you owen was pretty charismatic but nobody really ever took him seriously he was a hell of an athlete though fucking hell of an athlete yeah jim neidhart's always just been brett's sidekick and pillman was a fantastic worker but never could really escape mid-card status ever in his career until he got with the heart foundation and then it kind of elevated him up a little bit Kind of like what it did for Triple H being with DX. And eventually Triple H became a star. Who knows Dude, what he, happened with Pillman. He just put himself over again in Survivor Series. Well, and he fucking... Well, that's what happens when you're banging the boss's daughter. <laughs> he Paul inserted was smart. himself into the match and won it. Dude, he upgraded from China to her. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. You know? Like, Paul knew what he, he was fucking doing. Yeah. Poor China. That was the destruction of China, though. Sean Waltman was the destruction of China. Yeah, yeah. Sean Waltman introduced to, to all that shit he was doing on the road. Yeah. Dude, I forgot who I was telling. I respect fucking Triple H so much just because he avoided all that, all that shit. Like, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do pills. He's just like, eh, I don't do all that shit. I just wrestle. But he's able to hang out with these dudes like nothing. He's fucking friends with Nate. Well, he was part of the clique. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's the one. He's the one that drug addicts. Yeah, and he's the one that took the fall for the whole. um... (laughs) He was the one that took the fall for the Madison Square Garden incident, the uh, the curtain call. 
Which one? When uh, when Scott and Kevin were leaving the WWF, their last oh, match. Oh yeah, 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 okay, okay. And they okay. all broke character. What do you call it? Yeah, the they curtain call. Tape? They call it the curtain call. Okay. The infamous curtain call. But yeah, he was the broke. one that took the he was the one that took the heat for it. In the cage, right? Yeah. In the yeah, cage. yeah. When they all you know did the fucking wolf pack thing and. Was that a house show that they recorded? Yeah, it was a house. They were. It was a house show at MSG. Yeah, and someone recorded it there right in the fan cam. Yeah. Yeah, he caught him. Yup. And like Sean was too big of a star to punish. And Hunter was still young, and he lost his push. He was like on his way to the IC title, I think, at that point. And then they bumped his ass down. Mm. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. But what do you do? I mean, yeah, I remember, obviously I he didn't suffer too much. Now that's when he was Hunter, right? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yep, yep. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, that's that's the one I remember when he was feuding with uh, Goldust. He was at WCW as a fucking jobber too. He had a really terrible ah. name. I can't remember it. Terror rising. Terror rising. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say as soon as I heard it, I shared something about it the other day. I just remember it because they make fun. <laughs> they make fun of him for it. Nash all the time brings it up. Oh yeah, Nash. But had Nash a, had a horrible one too. What was it? Oz, Vinny Vegas. Yeah, he was a wizard, right? Yeah, Oz. I mean, Kevin Nash had a couple of bad ones in uh, in WCW. Vinny Vegas was probably his best one because he was teamed up with DDP. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Uh, I have Bill Burr on my phone, so every time it goes off, it, he's like, fuck you, lady. <laughs> I heard it. Clear as day. It's yeah. great. It's, it's funny when it goes off uh, in uh, like public areas. When I'm, getting, when I'm getting my oil changed, and there's like a bunch of women around. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as shit. It's just I love Bill Burr, and it's hilarious. But yeah. People think I, I hate women, but I don't. No, that is funny as shit. <laughs> 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 it totally took me off track of what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, Vinny Vegas. Well, oh yeah, Vinny Vegas with with DDP. He got teamed up with DDP. So him and uh, fucking Hall were teamed up with the DDP way back in the WCW. Was what was Hall? He was a uh, diamond stud. Yeah, or was that Kevin's go gimmick? Was Kevin the diamond stud? And Vinny Vegas was a different fucking. No, I think you might be right. I think that because uh, I remember Hall talking about him being the diamond stud. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You're right. Vinny Vegas was a, just a completely different character. Okay, no, or but different... di- the, di- the diamond stud was definitely Hall. Okay, it was Hall. Yeah, no, it was Hall. Okay. Well, damn. Now you got me confused. Now, now, <laughs> I'm taking too... these hits got me questioning myself. I know, man, and I, I remember it, but yeah, I'm questioning myself too. I'm too high. Did some dabs earlier. Nice. Yeah, that, that'll fucking set you in a different realm. Sometimes. <laughs> I took like I'm, I've been smoking this whole time we've been talking. Oh yeah, I mean I smoked that whole fat ass joint. Yeah, like you a, killed that joint. There's a few hits left. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. This is like a fucking rabbit hole because I, I can talk old wrestling all day long. Like I don't. I love MMA, obviously, but like. That's my child and te- my childhood and my teenage years and shit. Mm-hmm. I've dude, dude, this has been go- it's been fun going back and just 
watching because I do. I sit down and I watch all the pay per views. Yeah, well, not all of them. Now I do. I watch all the pay per views now. But I'll sit down and I watch. I'll watch the 1987 Survivor Series all the way through. Oh, dude, yeah. When I used to have the network, I did the same thing. I got rid of the network a few years ago. Um, but when I had it, yeah, dude, that's all I did was I watched old. I went through like in a couple weeks and watched like a bunch of different Royal Rumbles starting from like the beginning mm-hmm. and up into the 90s, like the ones that I watched. And then once I stopped watching WWE, then those are coming in January, dude. I love me some Royal. The Survivor Series is one of the, the old Survivor Series, the way it used to be, the tag team shit. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of my favorite pay per views of all time. But I do like the Royal Rumble. I got to find out that the Survivor Series was the second pay per view ever created. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. Like, like I wasn't even born when the fucking Survivor Series was made. So, the fucking like, gobbly gooker. Yeah, gobbly gooker. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it was some rough times for a while. Yeah, it's pretty, the Bumble was it the Bumblebees? I don't. I don't remember what there was were. a there was a tag team the yeah, the Killer Bees. Yeah, the Killer Bees. There we go, and they were just uh, terrible, yellow, and yeah, they were just terrible, just terrible, terrible, no. <laughs> terrible. The Fabulous Rougeau brothers, man. Yeah, you were telling me about them. Yeah, I, I had no idea who they were. Yeah, I remember the Mountie. You were telling me one turned into the Mountie. I remember him, Jacques. Mm-hmm. Jacques Rougeau became the Mountie, and then he was um, Cornette would come out with him, right? That was, I think, when he was in that tag team called the Quebecers. Was when Cornette was with him. Okay, because he like he was the Mountie in the, I think the latter, like the the maybe like eighty nine, but for sure into the nineties, because he like he had a, a feud with Roddy Piper, like one of the, I think is either the Rumble. I think it was the Rumble, one of the Rumbles in the 90s, like, because he used to have, like, this uh, cattle prod type thing where he would electrocute people and use it on them, like, shock them while the ref's not, you know, was unconscious or something and and get the win, shit like that, blah, 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 cheesy 90s shit. But, yeah, he had a feud with Roddy, and then he disappeared for a while and then came back pre-Attitude era 90s, like, 95-ish, 94, and... For some reason, they couldn't be the mount. He couldn't be the Mountie anymore, even though he was back in the WWE. Dude, that I don't know. Sense. It was super weird. So, like, yeah. the Mountie had his stupid theme song about how he's the Mountie and they always get their man and all this other shit. Well, then when the Quebecers came out, it was the exact same song, except for maybe it was like the Canadian Mounted Police threatened to sue the WWE. So they had to not use the Mountie anymore. I don't know. Ryan might be able to tell you something like that, but I just remember like the song being changed to "We're Not the Mounties" and all this other bullshit when they were the Quebecers. Just a little dumb shit I picked up when I was a kid. Music, man, music, a fucking savant for it. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, dude, how was your thing with Token? Congrat, dude. That that's oh, fucking awesome, bro. That Token show was so sick. Thank you so much, man. It was nuts. There were so many fucking people that I was I didn't expect a crowd like that. And mm-hmm. they were super energetic and like there was I, I think we sold like eighteen tickets. Which wasn't bad for Thursday night in a show that nobody really knows about. But there was like seventy five to a hundred people in the room, maybe a little bit more. 
one of the, uh, probably more than a hundred. Like it was one of the biggest crowds I've ever played to, outside nice. of, outside of Muskegon. So we had a blast. The crowd was cool. They were bad receptive to every song from the start to the end. A good time. Token was fucking awesome. He put on a hell of a show. A kid killed it, and he had um, he was like in the ER and shit earlier that night before the show. What the fuck? Yeah. So I show up to the venue at four, like we're supposed to. And like I'm talking to the promoter, and he's like, "Yeah, they're they're running a little bit late and whatever." It's like, "All right, cool." So we go down the street to the brewery, have a couple beers, come back when we were supposed to be back, and like I didn't know anything, but I guess um, what did he have strep throat? I think it was strep, and or he found out at the ER at the Medi Center or some shit that he had strep throat, and uh, they were trying to get him to cancel the show. Shit like that. And he was like, Damn. nope. And took a couple shots in the ass. And went on stage and killed it. Like, you would have never been able to tell. Energy was on point. Like, his vocals were on point. And it's just him. Like, his DJ does some hypes for him. But that's it. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That show was crazy good. Crazy good. And... I was like, I put out a video trying to hype up the show and get people to buy tickets like the day before the day of the show. And I said it myself, and then he actually echoed the same thing I said while he was on stage, but I was trying to tell people, like, yo, you need to go to this show because in a year or so, when this kid blows up and he's coming back and playing in the main room of the intersection, because, like, we were in the front room. They got, they got like, four. Now, by the beginning of 2018, they'll have four different club rooms like that they can throw shows in all on the mm-hmm. same night that won't affect each other okay and like one of them the big ones like go one 1500 to 2000 person room something like that and then like the show the room we were in i think it's like a 500 person capacity and then they're gonna have a 700 and like a two or 300 person capacity so like he was like, I'll be back in the big room next, you know, within a year. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. So that's what I, like, like, that's what I was trying to tell people. Like, yo, don't, don't sleep on this show because yeah. you want to get that scholarship. Right. You want to be able to say you saw this motherfucker in the front room the first time and you were three feet away from him because there's no barrier on the stage and shit. And, like, he got down in the crowd. He did that. Uh, he ended the show doing that um, sway freestyle. Like, he mm-hmm. did that whole thing, but he did it in the crowd. So like, okay. he's walking around through the whole crowd. Like, I got a video. I'll send it to you, dude. It's it's pretty dope. Um, nice. I don't even think I ever posted it. None of them thinking about it. <laughs> I do that all the time at concerts, dude. Like, I'll take a, like, I don't take a ton of pictures because I'm trying to enjoy the moment. But, like, I'll take a few just to have for, like, memories and shit. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe a video of, like, my favorite song or part of it or something like that. And then I just don't ever do anything with it. It's just on my phone. I I was uh, looking at shit from last year. I need to go see that new, uh, or Big Crit, when he goes on tour, that new fucking album is fucking dope. I heard somebody else told me it was really good. It's 22 tracks, but it's uh, it's got some bangers on there. Like, I've always liked this shit. I've always uh, I've listened to like I don't even know how many CDs he has dude. he puts out a lot of shit but this one took him like at least over maybe a little bit over a year 
but it was really good, and it's a CD worth buying. Word. Like I usually, I usually get my like they Dropbox, they Dropbox shit. My boys will have like Dropbox, and I'll get I'll get stuff off of there. If I like it, I keep it. If not, I'll get rid of it. But uh, this one, I'm gonna go buy it. I don't even want to fucking Hell just yeah. get, the, get the MP3. It's worth fucking buying. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I I uh, I'm like that. Like I listen to a lot of shit on Spotify. And then if I like it enough, I go and buy it. If it's an artist I like, I usually always go and buy it anyway. But I might have to get on Spotify. Everyone tells me to get on Spotify, and I'm like, ah. I love Spotify, man. It's it's pretty amazing. I just fill up my phone with uh, a bunch of stuff that I know. I, my, my phone's my phone's full of music, and I I download and delete the podcast all the time. That's it. I forgot to ask you. Did you? Uh... Did you ever dig into some Deftones? No, I haven't. I haven't. I need to get into it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move my fucking hard drive today back over here. I gotta connect it to my. I gotta connect it to my Xbox. Peer pressure. I didn't do that. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> you'll catch up eventually, and you'll be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." That big crit dropped, uh, dude. I've been getting on that big crit. I need to I mean, get on you, that. You haven't heard it? It's nah, fun. nah, man. I I, I'm gonna listen to Deftones. I'm gonna listen to them. I'll uh, I'll check out Big Crit. <laughs> I'll check it out. Nah, man. I I generally when I throw Spotify on, it's either when I'm playing a video game that I don't have to pay a lot of focus and attention to, like either Madden or UFC. Or I don't have to listen to, you know, and hear parts of shit. So I'll throw it on then. And then it's usually like I go for shit that I that I already know that I like. And I just listen to stuff like that. That's how I am with the shit in my phone, too. R.I.P. Uh, Malcolm. Malcolm Young. Yeah, man, that was sad. I'm not the yeah. biggest ACDC fan anymore. Like, mainstream <laughs> rock radio and classic rock radio has made me hate ACDC so much. Yeah, I... I've never really listened to radio all that much. Oh man, I've yeah. I've I've avoided it. I used to listen to old Q one hundred and one stuff, but like that's where I got introduced to the Kings. But I never really got into radio. My cousin just has given me so much music; it's ridiculous. Like I right, I I have a ton of music. Every fucking every radio station in West Michigan that has any rock, all they do is play a bunch of ACDC, and it's. Always the same goddamn ACDC songs over and over again. Mm. So, but no, I I will never discredit. Malcolm Young was an amazing um, yeah. rhythm guitar player. Like him and his brother were a great duo, and it's a sad loss. Yeah, it's a sad loss. I'm sure Angus is heartbroken. Yeah. Well, he. I don't even think Malcolm was in the band anymore. He wasn't even playing. No, he wasn't. He he'd been pretty sick for a while. He'd been having some problems. I think his son. Maybe is playing with them. Yeah, I think or that's Angus's what it was. son, one of the somebody's kid. Somebody's yeah, those guys are kid. true, true rockers, man. They fucking party to the fullest. Yeah, Angus liked to drink a lot. <laughs> I've watched their behind the music many times. I used to be a behind the music junkie. Mm. Like even people I didn't like, I would watch their behind the music. <laughs> 
That, no, that was a good series. I don't, why did they stop doing that shit? I don't know. Because there's VH... no more good music to do. They did everyone that was good. Because VH1 just shifted towards fucking reality TV shows like Flavor of, Flavor of Love and fucking Rock of Love and mm. well, it was doing the... Celebrity Fit Club and bullshit like that. Well, it was doing I Love the Whatever's. I love New York and I love Daisy and I no, love the, the 80s, the oh, 90s. Those, remember those were dope I liked too. Those. Yeah. yeah, those were dope, and they stopped doing that. That was back when VH1 did cool shit too. They were still doing bound the music and pop up video. Was, yeah, Bill Burr was he, he he likes making fun of himself. He's like, it should be on my credits. I did uh, VH1's. I love the 80s yeah. and 90s. Do they had a lot of good comedians on there? Fucking yeah, uh, Patrice O'Neill. Did a lot of shit oh, on R.I.P. Patrice, yeah. dude. Yeah, shout out to Patrice, man. R.I.P. I wish, dude, I wish he, he was around for all this podcasting glory. Me to, too. To hear him on there. Me too, Because I, I didn't listen to Opie and Anthony. Right. I didn't either. I was anti-Opie and Anthony. I was Team Howard Stern. I, I, I just didn't listen to shit at that time. I love. I remember Stern. my cousin would listen to Howard Stern. So I would listen to Howard. Well, I would watch it whenever... I would hang out with him, and he was watching Howard Stern. That's when I would catch it. The old E show, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched I, that shit a lot. Yeah, but uh, I never caught Opie and Anthony, but it, he was on there a lot. I just wish he was fucking on on podcast now. Yeah, because like, I would like to say that that's how I discovered Jim Norton was from Opie and Anthony, but I think I saw some shit about Jim Norton. I don't know, something maybe on Comedy Central. Obviously not one of his specials because he's too filthy, but... I do like Jim Norton. That motherfucker's hilarious. Oh, it, talking about filthy. Um, how do you feel about this whole Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> jerking it out in front of women <laughs> thing? Jerking off in front of women. I'm not. I'm not exactly shocked by it. Yeah. I'm. It sucks. I guess I'm sad because mm-hmm. I like Louis a lot. I like his comedy. I liked his his show. Yeah. You know, but. Fucking whatever. Everybody's heroes are just falling by the wayside. So yeah, everyone's it's the everyone's time doing something. Everyone's doing something, yep. something wrong. It's the times of we're all fucked. Yeah, and to be honest, it's people with power, man. Like people want to put it like guys and shit like that. No, it's not dudes. It's fucking people with power. Look at all these teachers, fucking, fucking all these young, all these. That's, the that's a position were all of these power. Teachers when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm not saying I would have done it. But oh, I would have done it too. It's a position of power as well. Some people hot don't want ass... to talk about that shit. People just be like, "Oh, it's guys." No, it's people with power. All right. Some fucking hot ass young teacher wants me to put her my fucking face in her pussy. Yeah, yep. I do it. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna get an A. Okay. Yeah, what's up with these fucking stupid idiots getting caught? What's wrong with like? Uh... Everybody got to run their mouth. Yeah. Right. They got to ruin a good thing. Yep. And it seems like it's every week, at least like one or two are coming down. It's like teachers, and like now everyone in Hollywood is happening too. Right. It's, it's, it's fucked up, man. It's the internets. It's catching everybody. <laughs> Al Gore warned us about the internets. <laughs> After he created it, he knew what the monster was. And we don't got to worry about it. You know, Comcast is going to control what we can see on the internet anyway. Yeah, the, the net neutrality, right? Is he trying to, yep. Are trying to, what, what's going on with that? Uh, trying to fucking make it end so that they can get a monopoly on shit and control everything. It's fucking, uh, we're fucked. The one good thing we have. <laughs> yep. We 
Take it away. This is why we can't have nice things. Thanks, Trump. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> hey, if everybody can blame Obama, why the fuck can't I blame Trump? Yeah, that's true. Everyone blamed Obama every fucking hey, day. Leave Barry alone. Yeah. I miss I miss Barry. Yeah. So you didn't get to watch the Survivor series this weekend, right? Dude. Nah man, I don't I don't like usually I might catch one maybe two pay-per-views a year and, mm-hmm. and usually the one is like i'll tune in for wrestlemania i watched last year's royal rumble and was serious i might even watch last year's survivor series too last no, year's was, survivor series was shit compared to this i think it year. was last year's survivor series and i missed last year's rumble last mm. year's survivor series was god awful it was yeah. shit everything the- was shit this one was done right up until like the five on five uh, SmackDown versus Raw. That one was done right up until the last uh, like five minutes of the match, where like I don't, I don't know where they were going with it. They just had like Triple H betray Kurt Angle when they were on the same team. They still won, but like Triple H wanted to take the spotlight. I don't know. It was just weird. You always got to have somebody turn on somebody. Yeah, it was weird. It's, but it was already it was already like SmackDown versus Raw, so that was that's why it was kind of weird. But that and the actual badass part about the Survivor Series is we got to see Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. And uh we were talking about it earlier how fucking badass AJ Styles is from Ring of Honor. Yeah. Then to uh, TNA, which I didn't get to see him. When I started to get to see him was glimpses of New Japan where he started the where, well, he took over the Bullet Club. Sorry, he didn't start the Bullet Club. Finn right. Balor started the Bullet Club, and then he took over. But that's where I started get, getting seen glimpses of him. And then they brought him over. He didn't even go to fucking NXT. He debuted at the fucking Royal Rumble main roster right away. Yep. They knew what they had. And he's been... They've put the title on him a couple times, U.S. title a couple times. Well, it they, took him forever to get him fucking into the WWE. Mm-hmm, but he got I think, stuck in TNA forever. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they know what they have on their hands. I think they knew as soon as they got him. They've treated him pretty good. And um, it's funny because the Survivor Series match was supposed to be Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. And it seemed kind of off, but they threw AJ in like a week before the pay-per-view or like a week and a half before the pay-per-view. It seemed like either Vince or Triple H came in. Whoever was in charge at first... So, like uh, someone above them came in and was like, "Hey, we got to we got to switch shit up. People aren't interested in this. We need AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. That's what people want to see. They want to see Brock Lesnar from Raw versus the best guy they have on SmackDown. And the, to be honest, he's the best guy in the company right now. For sure. They're trying to they're trying to push push Roman, but I think they should mid mid title Roman for a while while AJ's still in his prime, while he still has a good two three years in him." And don't forget about Roman. You can put the strap on him once or twice, maybe, in these two or three years. Uh, but AJ AJ should be the, the main focus right now because Brock's not even fucking wrestling. He he comes by every three months when he's good. He's like, I'll come by. He's, got that, new age, he's got that new age Hogan deal, man. That's yeah. Like Hogan, Hogan but, had back in the 90s. The 80s. Yeah, but he, he doesn't have to drop the title. He just takes it with him. Exactly. Well, that's because he's got the fucking advocate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love me. Some, to be honest, dude, I, I didn't think I love this, me some Polly. 
I didn't think this match was going to be good. I thought it was just going to be Brock dominating AJ. And it was to a certain extent. No, not really. AJ got to put on a story. He got to try to injure this guy's leg. He got to put on a submission. He got to work uh, good against Brock. He got to he got to put some damage against him. I thought he was just going to get suplexed all day in power powerhouse. But it, they got to showcase AJ. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'm fucking ripped. Oh no, AJ, dude, AJ's a great worker and can put on great matches. It it sucks to see some of the other guys that they got in NXT like um like Joe and and like Bobby Roode and stuff like that or yeah. whatever whatever he's calling himself in the WWE now, but because like well Joe got out a little bit sooner than Bobby, I think, but like they wasted so many years over in yeah. TNA. Yeah. Like, good years of, like, young Joe and, like, putting on really good matches over there. Um, And, like, Bobby Roode was a good worker, and he was in that fucking terrible Team Canada with uh, Petey Williams he, and shit. He, he hit NXT, and he was straight fire, dude. He, he came in with a super badass... Um, entrance and song yeah he has a he has a gospel behind them he's got a whole little catchphrase the glorious he's glorious he's bringing the uh the gloriousness back to the fucking brand they put the title on him and he was a heel he was supposed to be a heel but he was a crowd favorite so he was a tweener and now he's on the main roster so we'll we'll see what they do with him that's good hopefully they do something with him i don't know like i said i don't i don't watch it anymore i just it's it's Mm -hmm. i don't know it's too much bullshit i i rather watch that than football to be honest I, I get it for sure yeah for sure i mean everybody's got their shit yeah i go through space i mean i go through phases where like i want to watch wrestling shit where mm-hmm. that's why like i liked when i had the network i would go back and watch all old ecw shit or whatever and then that's kind of how i got into watching icw because it reminded me of ECW and some of the matches I saw there and like old WCW and shit. And they got good storylines. Yeah. What's good about NXT, dude, is uh, they're just bringing in all the, the all the indie talent. All the yeah. really good guys that should be there. A lot of British and fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean. Um, so what happened to AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Rick Root isn't happening to these guys because they have the whole network. So they get to showcase them on NXT. And then they'll get shot up to the to the main roster and showcase there, and that's where they get lost in the shuffle, and that's what sucks for them right now. Right. Right. Eight, like NXT, NXT is right. I, I like it. It's an hour long only, but they know how to how to put on good wrestling shows, and their storylines are, man, they're not complicated. They're, you know, simple storylines. They're not fucking coming out and talking for 20 minutes and getting in each other's faces. Nah, it's a quick promo here and there. And then a, a badass match. They let the match tell the story. Well, that was like, who uh, was a Wolfgang was in that European Championship tournament. Mm-hmm. He's from ICW. Uh, I know Trent Seven shows up around NXT sometimes with yeah. one of the guys. I can't. I don't know some one of his partners. Yeah, Pete Dunn's defending Pete the title Dunn. against uh, Johnny Gargano this Wednesday. Okay. So they're actually going to give someone outside of the UK division a chance at the title. Nice. I, I thought it was going to be an only 
specifically for the European because they renamed it and everything, and there was only Europeans in the in the tournament. But now they're giving Gargano a chance to win it on NXT, so I'm guessing that they're just going to incorporate that uh, European division they had into NXT now, or that tournament that they had. Makes and sense. And they'll start they'll start bringing in guys into NXT from the European minor leagues, as they would call it, or their farming system. Oh, Drew. I mean, Drew Gallo or uh, what is he? Mac Drew McIntyre in the mm-hmm. yeah. Drew. He was Drew Galloway in ICW. That's where he started wrestling. Was in ICW before he went to the WWE the first time and then failed and then came back. Dude, they put it on uh they put the strap, the NXT title on uh Andrade Cien Almas, the Mexican guy from Durango from the state that my parents are from in Mexico. Nice. Which was kind of cool. Uh he was a good heel. He came in, but like they, they started jobbing him out. They started jobbing him out for a while. And then recently they put a a pretty hot manager on him because he doesn't well here's what happened. He doesn't speak English at all. Okay. Because he didn't have to. So he was really big in uh, AAA as La Sombra. He had a mask. So then he he uh, he went to New Japan, and he was very popular there. But then he, he came over to WWE and took off the mask. Okay. And uh, he changed his name to Andrade Cien Alma, so he had to rebuild himself. But they started jobbing him out. And they put the female mouthpiece on him. And as soon as they put the female mouthpiece on him, his wrestling spoke for itself. He's a badass fucking worker. And now he's got the title on him. He actually took it off of McIntyre this weekend. Okay. Or yeah, this weekend. Nice. And I know like a couple of uh a couple of the girls that were in the um what was that tournament they did? The female. Oh, the tournament. May Young tournament? May Young yeah. tournament, yeah. Uh Viper. There was one other girl, I can't think of it, it was Casey Owens or um who it was, but it was another girl from Carmella, not Carmella, because there's already a Carmella. Um, I don't know. It was another girl from from ICW, though. But so the, the the women are building up pretty crazy too. So they had they just had the May Young Classic, which was a badass tournament. And to now they're playing this angle this week. So Paige is a. I don't know if you ever. Do you know Paige's? Yeah. WWE. I know. I know. Over, yeah, the sex tape. Uh, yeah. Alberto Del Rio's. Yeah, where she got fucked by Xavier Woods and then Never Greg Maddox. A bunch, of, bunch of other dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Greg, Greg Maddox just on the title. Good doof, good doof. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she she came back to Raw after like a long hiatus because she had like a neck injury. with two, And she brought up two girls with her from NXT. So they're invading the women's division. Word. And then today on SmackDown, three girls from NXT came up and invaded the SmackDown women's division because the Mae Young Classic is having so much talent come into the fucking, into the company with, dude, the network is giving them so much opportunities to steal the indie talent to figure out what they want to take and be like, hey, here, we're taking here, here, here. We're putting them here, here, and here. He's picking, they, 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 he's picking through territories again. Yeah. <laughs> this network's helping him out so much. Fucking he's a genius, Vince, dude. Man. He knows what he's doing, man. He's a genius. <sighs> As much people want to hate on him, he's survived this long and he's eaten up all the companies. That's why he survived this long. But it, it in, in the long run, it killed the business. Or... Yeah, yeah. And I, do you think it kills the business now? He's taking all the fucking indie talent. He's taking it, all the good it, talent from everybody. It definitely. Well, I mean, the business is already dead. I mean, the mm-hmm. indie business survives, obviously, and a lot of wrestlers have proven that they can survive as an indie wrestler. But it, but you know what. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, you know no, what's no, happening, good. though? 
these they're bringing in these guys that are popular on the indie scene, and then they're letting go of mid carters that are that should have been main carters, and they're Cody Rhodes. He's he's blowing he's back on the indies. Example. He's he's in the indies, but he's fucking champion because right. he had that popularity coming in. People knew he was a good worker. Like he deserves to be champion, and he's getting to work out his gimmicks. He's in the Bullet Club now. Well, he's been in the Bullet Club for a while. But Cody had a good push for a while. Yeah, like you, you talk about a guy like like Colt Cabana. He got fucked when he was in the WWE. He got absolutely fucked with that Scotty Goldman bullshit. Yeah, I don't even remember him. I remember I know him as Colt Cabana. I don't know him as the WWE, whatever he was. Hey, it was Scotty Goldman, a, a Jewish accountant. They killed his his whole Colt Cabana gimmick from that that built him into what he was as a wrestler and a, you know and well known and shit like that. Besides his, his wrestling ability, but like they killed his whole comedy gimmick and shit. Mm. And then when he got out and he got back on the indies and then he took off again. He had a huge pop at uh, one of the Ring of Honor shows I saw him at a year ago. Yeah, he usually gets a huge pop most places he goes. People like Colt. Yeah, he's got a podcast. I don't listen to his podcast. But I do. Yeah. I, I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Like The first episode I ever listened to was when Punk was on a couple Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Shit, that anniversary's coming up. The fucking, the goddamn... Pipe bomb? The, the interview, well, not the pipe oh, bomb. Not but the, he did the pipe bomb on the TV. Pipe, so. Yeah, yeah, the, the interview that he did with Colt after he left. Yeah. WWE and shit like damn that, that was a really good episode of that show and that was like the first episode I ever watched or listened to mm-hmm. and I go back and I, I'll listen to wrestlers that are on there that I like because he does have a lot of, of like especially a lot of old stuff is like a lot of old wrestlers that used to be on and, and have done stuff and whatever but then he'll get some indie people that are either coming up or that you should know and stuff. I don't know. I just like Colt as a personality. Yeah, it, it sucks, man. I stopped watching wrestling while I was in college right. because we didn't have cable and shit like that. I missed the punk years. Like, I, I saw him coming in with the long hair into the WWE, and they had put the the, the ECW title. Yeah, that's how I the, first yeah. saw punk was on ECW. I think yeah. I had heard of punk mm-hmm. through Ring of Honor and, like, the indies yeah. and stuff. And maybe he did a little work in TNA. I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I watched ECW, obviously, when it came back on because yeah. it was ECW, even though it wasn't ECW. I left. That's when I left, when I when he was introduced. And I missed, like, a good six-year chunk, which was his prime, like, in the WWE. Like, he was coming into his own. And then... When he came out to Kill Switch Engage before he was yeah. coming out to Cult of Personality again. Yeah. Dude, he knew what to pick. You knew what to pick is his entrances. That Kill Switch Gage song was really good. I liked Kill Switch a lot back then. Mm-hmm. So I became I, an instant fan of Punk's cause, just because yeah. it came out to Kill Switch. I'm just I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to see a lot of his shit. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna see if I can go back and watch his. Do it. His old stuff. Do I got it. to see him? I got to see him towards the end though, like a good year. That's what's but up, it, man. But but they were they weren't using him at all. They were just trying to get him out of there. Yeah, they, they just were stuff. trying to get him out of there because he was miserable as fuck, and he was talking about suing him. Yeah. They were. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Are you excited to see him fight again? He's fighting again. Yeah, I don't know if I'm excited to see him fight again or not. 
I mean, it's been a while. He's had some more time to train, so you know, hopefully he learned some things. He should have done it like Jack Swagger and gone to Bellator or even the Titan. Yeah. Bellator's still, like, maybe for Jack Swagger, it's all right because he's got some wrestling experience. Like, he was NCAA wrestler, but Punk was nothing. Like, he has no prior experience, like, no fighting experience. So Right. He should have done something else, man. Something lower, maybe. If he fucking starts three people, like, all right, maybe we'll give you a chance. But he didn't do any of that. It's just blind test. They were just trying to cash in on the name, bro. And they did. They did. Uh, sort of. <laughs> yeah, they, didn't they get pay-per-views? They got pay-per-view buys. Yeah, they got pay-per-view buys off him. He was on the Cleveland card. Mm-hmm. Because they don't even want to pay Miocic now. Right. Like, they're struggling to get their heavyweight fucking champion a contract. How the fuck is it? And he's not asking for a lot of money. No, of course not. Like, he seems like he's a reasonable person, and it seems like they're just like, yeah, fuck you. He's still working as a goddamn fireman. That's ridiculous. Of course he's a reasonable person. Just pay the dude. Yeah. Like, you don't got to pay him a lot. Just give him some more money. Yeah, he's a heavyweight champion. Yeah. They're just trying to wait him out for fucking Francie. Yeah. Wait, who's who? Who's the one that hates Miocic? Are you the one that hates Miocic? No, I like Miocic. Or is it Kyle? I think Kyle likes Miocic, too. Jeff? I'm Jeff. No, that's you. Yeah, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high. Ryan likes Miocic. I'm Blake. I don't know. Who, I forget who it is. I don't know. I don't know. Nope. I, I'm ripped. I mean, I don't know anybody. That, how can you not like Miocic? Yeah, I forget who it is. It's somebody. You think of it and you let me know because I'm curious yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, man! I could fucking keep this going for like another two hours, but I gotta fucking pack and do a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, that that's fine with me. I'm making an asshole of myself over here. I'm all ripped. Nah, man. It's... I'm like maybe Jeff. I'm like I'm Jeff. Like what? <laughs> Are you sure, bro? I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, man. I have the same moments. I'm high as fuck too. So. <laughs> oh shit, uh, Raphael! It's a night session. Fuck yeah, that's what this is going to be titled: the fucking Sunday night to session parentheses Tuesday or Tuesday night session, whatever. I don't know. I'll figure out a fucking good title for it when I go to save it here in a few minutes. But, yeah, man, I always appreciate having you on. Hey, no problem, dude. It's always a blast. Dude, you, you, you fucking always ready willing anytime i need somebody for so it's always appreciated go ahead and uh let you plug the full heel podcast uh yeah if you guys want to hear old school wrestling like you guys just heard the whole episode <laughs> full heel podcast yeah now if you guys want to hear uh old school wrestling reviews i check out old school wrestling pay-per-views i talk about the new pay-per-views because i still watch it today and then I do fight campaigns on the weekends, so you guys can check me out on YouTube, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, all that cool stuff. Well, and I mean, make sure you plug, again, the, the episode in which our co-host of the Average oh, Joe's yeah, MMA dude, show yeah. was on. Yeah, thanks for letting me reminding me. Uh, check out <laughs> gotcha, the bro. Montreal Screwjob. I, I think it was the last, no, last episode was a fight companion. The one right before that was... Uh, 
me and Ryan, which is on iTunes. You can find it on iTunes. I just do the audio ones for that one. I should start putting them out on YouTube. But yeah, me and Ryan did the Montreal Screwjob because he's Canadian. I thought it would be <laughs> cool to have a Canadian on talk about the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. Dude, well, like, I forgot to mention that that shit was in Canada, so it was kind of weird hearing like, right. all the commentary in, like, uh, French. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, did I choose the wrong setting? But then I'm like, no, it's in Montreal. Okay, cool. Yep. So, yeah, it was cool. It was cool having Ryan on talking about old school wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like I told you, I, I tried to listen to it, but there was the audio issues the first time, but I've got it mm-hmm. downloaded and I have a fucking 11 hours worth of driving to do this week. So, I will be catching up on that one for sure. Cool. Thanks again, brother, for coming on, man. And, uh, you know, you're always welcome back on the show anytime. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, Ryan, hopefully the kids are feeling better, and we'll uh, we'll get you back next week so we can do the previews for the tough finale and for the big UFC 218 coming up. For my guest co-host, Rafael Chaidez, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Average Joe's Ever Made Show. Sentimentalized to be truly naive I know some shit about your heroes that you wouldn't believe I 